Did you hear about the pastor who received a card in the mail and he had a note, encouraging note in there from a, a woman in his congregation? She was very complimentary of his preaching and even compared his preaching to the great preacher, Billy Graham. And she finished her note by saying, I think you're one of the best preachers in the world. Later that afternoon, he showed his wife the card and she said, so who, who is this woman in the church who wrote you this note? And he said, well, obviously she's a very brilliant woman who, who knows what great preaching looks like. And he said to his wife, so, so dear, how, how many great preachers uh, do you suppose there are in this world? And she said, one less than you think. <laughs> one less than you think. Let's talk this morning as we continue our series on Summer Wise, Summer Not, the book of Proverbs. Let's talk about uh, pride. Pride. The great boxer Muhammad Ali was on a flight one day and and the uh, flight attendant was walking up and down the aisle because the flight was getting ready to take off, and flight attendant needed to make sure that everybody had their seatbelts buckled. She came to Muhammad Ali, and he didn't have a seatbelt buckled, and she said, Mr. Ali, uh, please bu buckle your seatbelt. And he said, Superman don't need no seatbelt. And she was a little bit irritated. Uh, have you ever been irritated as a flight attendant, Gail? You've been irritated a time or two, probably from those passengers. Oh, yeah. She was a little bit irritated, Muhammad Ali. And she said, well, well Mr. Ali, it's, it's protocol. It's required by the airlines that before we take, this is for your safety, before we take off, you need to buckle your seatbelt. And again, he answered, Superman don't need no seatbelt. And finally, she said, well, Mr. Ali, Superman don't need no airplane. Buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> so as we continue our series, let's talk about pride and humility greater than pride. What does the book of Proverbs say about humility? For those of you that are engaged in the summer reading challenge, there are many verses on the theme of pride. And humility, we'll look at pride first. They kind of go together in some of the verses. But what does the book of Proverbs say about pride? Well, let's look at Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2. Solomon writes, pride leads to disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. Proverbs 13, 10. Pride leads to conflict. Been there, done that, huh? Pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise. Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. And Proverbs 21, 4, haughty eyes, a proud heart, and evil actions are all sin. So clearly there is a better way. Clearly the way to wisdom is not through the way of pride, but through the way of humility. Some are wise, the humble. Some are not, the proud. How would you define pride? Several different definitions I'm sure we could come up with if we had a, had a conversation together. Uh, we, pride, you could call pride an un, unduly high opinion of one's own qualities, merits. 
an unduly high opinion of one's own qualities and merits that is an arrogant bearing. So not, a, not an appropriate high opinion of oneself and one's own self and qualities and merits, but an unduly high opinion of one's own qualities and merits. Let's differentiate between the sin of pride and the, <clears throat> the pride that, that, that means being pleased with or grateful for. The sin of pride and the pride that means being pleased with and grateful for. Like I'm, 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 I'm proud of, I'm grateful for uh, my job and my home and my family. You know, we're proud of and grateful for, pleased with those things, uh, our possessions, our accomplishments. What's the difference between the sin of pride and being pleased with and grateful for all of those things? I mean, we teach our kids to be proud of themselves. We teach our kids to take pride in their work, in their academics, in their school, their class. We, take, we teach them to take pride in their extracurricular activities, whether that's dance or music or sports or whatever it is. Take pride in yourself. Take pride in what you do. However, if the only way we take pride in ourselves is if we compare ourselves to others, then that leads to false pride, that leads to arrogance and the sin of pride. If we teach our kids to take pride in themselves by comparing themselves to others, that if you're better than the other students and better than the other dancers, better, better, better than the other people on the sports field, if we take pride, teach them to take pride as they compare themselves to others, that leads to arrogance. And that's the sin of pride. If pride becomes a sin when we talk and act in a way that says, I'm better than you. And that kind of pride is arrogance. Think of it this way. Um, and we talk about the sin of pride and a healthy pride. Pride is like the tires of your car. The tires of your car, it's important for them to be appropriately, uh, accurately inflated. If your tires in your car are underinflated or if they're overinflated, that's not good for the tires and it's not good for the car. So it's important for us, because both of those are wrong, right? So it's important for us not to be overly inflated or underinflated, but to be properly and accurately inflated. Some people have a low self-esteem, so they're, they're underinflated, and other people have a high, unduly high opinion of themselves. They're overinflated. So let's go for being properly and accurately inflated. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 3, the Apostle Paul talks about this very thing in, in the third verse, Romans 12, verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober or sound judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. So don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but think of yourself with sober, sound judgment as God has allotted faith to you. One little way I have found to be helpful for myself and, in, and when I think of my kids or my work is to insert the phrase, I'm grateful for. So I'm proud of and grateful for my daughter. I'm proud of and grateful for my sons. I'm proud of and grateful for you and our shared ministry. 
inserting that little phrase, I'm grateful for, can help right-size our pride. The sin of pride is listed as the first of the seven deadly sins. Some of you have heard of the seven deadly sins that was developed by the early church 1,500 years ago. And the sin of pride is listed first because it really impacts all the other sins and it really is the root of all sins, the sin of pride. C.S. Lewis, some of you have read this great Christian thinker, author, he wrote in his classic book, Mere Christianity, that pride is the great sin. This is what he says. There's one vice of which no man in the world is free, which everyone in the world loathes when he sees it in someone else, and of which hardly any people except Christians ever imagine that they are guilty of themselves. We loathe when we see it in others, don't always see it in ourselves. Hopefully as Christians, we would acknowledge that. C.S. Lewis goes on to say, according to Christian teachers, the essential vice, the utmost evil, is pride. Unchastity, anger, greed, drunkenness, and all that are mere flea bites in comparison. It was through pride that the devil became the devil. Fallen angel wanted to assert his power and authority, wanted to become like God. Pride leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind. The complete anti-God state of mind. Be proud. It was pride that really caused Adam and Eve to sin in the Garden of Eden. Satan tempted them and said, hey, God knows that if you eat that fruit, you'll become like him. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's do that. That'd be great to be God. C.S. Lewis further states, pride is a cancer that eats up the very possibility of love or even common sense. So it is clear from the book of Proverbs, clear from the writings of the brilliant C.S. Lewis, and clear, I dare say, from our own personal experience, that pride creates havoc. Pride creates havoc in our lives. Pride creates havoc in marriages. Pride creates havoc in families. Pride, pride creates havoc in the workplace. Pride creates havoc in our community and world. So there's got to be a better way. There is the way to humility. The way of a humility. Humility greater than pride. Let's go back to Proverbs. Let's read a few more Proverbs. Read a few earlier. Here's a couple more. Proverbs 15, 13. Fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. Humility precedes honor. Humility precedes honor. Proverbs 18, 12. Haughtiness goes before destruction. Humility precedes honor. Solomon's saying it twice here. Humility precedes honor. And then Peter, who was one of the close followers of Jesus during Jesus' life, became one of the early leaders of the church, wrote letters to the churches. He says, Peter writes in 1 Peter 5, uh, 5, in the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders, and all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. Dress yourselves, clothe yourselves in humility as you relate to one another, for God opposes the proud, but it gives grace to the humble. Hum humility is a better way. I like that idea of clothe yourselves with humility. Think about that. 
It's an interesting twist uh, of the phrase to think about clothing ourselves with humility. Oftentimes, the first thing that people see of us is what we're wearing. First people, what we see, see of us is what, we're, what clothes we have on, right? So Peter is saying, clothe yourselves, put on humility, so that people will see humility. So think about that every morning as you clothe yourselves, clothe yourselves with humility. God, I'm just going to put on a humble spirit today. I put on your humility. Help me to stay away from pride. Help me not to look down on others. Help me not to be prideful. Help me to be humble. So I'm going to put on it so other people look at me and say, that's a humble person right there. You can be a, you you know, people can say uh, all kinds of things and hopefully they'll say that's a humble person, that's a humble leader, that's a humble servant. When pride, is, whereas pride is the overestimation of ourselves, humility is the proper estimation of ourselves. Tony Campolo, author and speaker, was talking about having a proper estimation of ourselves. And he's, he once said, if you start to feel proud, just remember that just after your body is lowered into the grave, your family and friends are going to be eating potato salad and telling jokes. And you're going to be history. Just, that's pretty good, huh? You start to feel proud, just know that after that happens, they're just going to be, you know, you're going to be history. <laughs> so so how, do we, how do we move toward humility? Let's, let's uh, spend a few moments and just get real practical. Because I think I don't have to convince you anymore, Right? We, we all know, right, when you came in, that you, you knew that humility is better than pride. As Christians, as followers of Jesus, we, we know that up here. Do we live it out? So how do we live it out? Well, one, the first step in, in the way toward humility is to acknowledge and confess any sin uh, or, or areas of self-sufficiency. Acknowledge and confess any sin and self Sufficiency. I'm sorry. Acknowledge and confess any pride. Acknowledge and confess any pride and self-sufficiency. The first step toward humility is to recognize prideful attitudes. Prideful attitudes that when we compare ourselves to others or think more highly of the self, self, ourselves than we ought to think or look down on other people, judge others, All of that is pride. So the first step is to acknowledge and confess any pride and self-sufficiency. Second step is to be grateful. I mentioned it earlier, to be grateful. Be grateful for the basics of life. Be grateful for your life. Be grateful for another day. Be grateful for your family, a car, clothes, a home, place to live, friends, church family. Thankfulness helps uh, overcome pridefulness. Thankfulness, gratitude, helps check a prideful spirit. Expressing thanks to God humbles us. Expressing thanks to God humbles us and gives credit where credit is due to Almighty God. So acknowledge and confess any any pride and self-sufficiency. Two, be grateful. Three, be quick to forgive. Be quick to forgive. Forgiveness might be the greatest act of humility you could do. Think about that. 
Forgiveness could be the greatest act of humility that you could practice. Humbly surrendering the right to be right. Humbly surrendering the right to be right. Be quick to let go. Be quick to forgive. It takes a humble person to surrender and let go and forgive. Number four, accept a lowly place and associate with people of lower status. Accept a lowly place and associate with people of lower status. By the world's definition, lower status. Okay? So like, accept a lowly place. Associate with people of lower status. That might mean like extended hands food pantry. We're just, we're just serving. Forward guard, and we're just serving. We just want to be humble servants. Could, like the high school students, when they went to South Dakota for the Cheyenne Native American Reservation, just associating with people. When we go to Belize, many of you have been to Belize, it's just like humble. It's a humbling experience, you know, to, to, to be with them. So it's good for us <laughs> to put ourselves, accept a lowly place, put ourselves, associate with people of lower status. It brings, brings us down. It helps right-size our, our pride. Size our life. Number five, pray for a Christ-like spirit of humility. Clothe yourselves every day. Pray for a Christ-like spirit of humility. Uh, in other words, pray to be like Jesus. Philippians chapter two, verse five says, "In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset or the same attitude as Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature God, did not." Consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. What does this passage say? It's an amazing passage. He was in the very nature of God and the glory with God, but he left the glory of heaven, humbled himself, let go of all that, humbled himself, and became as a humble servant, even to the point of death. So pray for a Christ-like spirit of humility. Pray to be like Jesus. And then lastly, acknowledge your dependence on God. Acknowledge your dependence on God. It's easy to pursue pride. It's easy to pursue pride in our own self, in our own self-sufficiency. You know, how many times have I said to myself, how many times, and I, I admit that, and how many times have you said, I can do this, I got this, I don't need any help. You know, you know pound yourself in the t- chest and says, no problem, let's go, right? But, but to, to, to know that any and all of the gifts we have, any of the possessions that to, in, your, in your possession, any of the abilities you possess, any, any uh, of the abilities, the possessions, the gifts that you have uh, are all from Almighty God. Even our, our strength, another day. Uh, any accomplishments are all by the grace and the goodness and the blessing of God. And so without God, we're nothing. And so number six is to just daily declare and acknowledge your dependence on God. 
Jeremiah 9.23 puts it like this, where God is speaking through Jeremiah uh, to the people. In Jeremiah 9.23, listen to this. This is how it associates with today. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of or be proud of their wisdom or the strong boast of or be proud of their strength or the rich boast of or be proud of their riches. Look, if you could, Tammy, if you could just keep it up there for a second, uh, just for one second. Those three areas are basically the three areas that we struggle with pride as humans. Those three areas. One, let the wise boast of their wisdom. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom. What is this boasting of? It's boasting of what we know, our knowledge. It's what we know, our knowledge. Guess what that is? Our intellect our education, our degrees, the letters before our name. We're tempted to boast of our wisdom, our knowledge, and our intellect. God says, don't let the wise one boast of their knowledge, their own intellect. Secondly, it says, let not the strong boast of their strength. We like to boast of our strength and our might. What is that? What we can do, what we can accomplish. We're tempted to boast what we can do, what we can accomplish. And then thirdly, it says, let not the wise, um, let not the rich boast of their riches. What is that? That's what we have. That's what we have. So it's what we know, and it's our strength and might, what we, what we can do, and, and then it's what we have, our riches and our possessions. It's temp- we're tempted to boast and be proud of that. God is warning us here about pride. Let not the wise, wise person take pride in his knowledge and intellect. Let not the wise person take pride in his strength and might. Let not the wise person take pride in his riches and possessions. But what's the next verse? Verse 24. God says, but let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, for in these I delight, declares the Lord. <laughs> May our boast be in the Lord. <laughs> Let the wise one boast about and be proud of who God is, what God has done, God's character, and the gift of knowing God through Jesus Christ for those of us who are followers of Christ. So humility comes in acknowledging our dependence upon God, God saying every day, God, I need you. I, I can't figure it all out. I need you to order my day. I need you to put it together. I need you to help me in relationships. I need you. And I confess, God, that, that, that I'm not proud of. It's not, it's not my, what I know, my intellect and knowledge. It's not just what, 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 um, what I can do, my power and strength. And it's not just what I have, my riches and possessions. And even all that is from you and so I, I declare my dependence upon you. And I give everything that you've given me, mind and uh, strength and resources, I, I give you the praise, the honor, and the glory, and the credit. So how do we move toward humility? How do we move toward humility? Let me summarize. <clears throat> Acknowledge and confess. Our pride and and self-sufficiency, our tendency toward pride and self-sufficiency, acknowledge it, recognize prideful attitudes. Two, be grateful 
that tempers our pride. Be grateful. Three, be quick to forgive. Four, accept a lowly place and associate with people of lower status. Five, uh, pray for a Christ-like spirit of humility. Pray to be like Jesus. And then six, acknowledge your dependence on God. Yes, there, there, there's a way toward humility. It's the better way. Indeed, humility is greater than pride. Let's pray. Lord God, even in these moments, we in our own heart and mind want to confess places where we not only are tempted toward pride, but where we have become prideful. And sometimes that's because of our knowledge, our intellect, our education, and maybe we look down on others. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Of those prideful attitudes, maybe it's with our strength and might. We kind of pound our chest and puff it up and say, I can accomplish this and I got this. And so forgive us, Lord. Help us to declare our dependence upon you. And also with our riches and possessions, Lord, forgive us when we are prideful of that. And help us to be humble and grateful and express our praise to you. I pray that through humility, our relationships would, would, would grow. And uh, in our own lives, our families, our community, our church, our world. And I pray that you would help us to walk the way of Jesus, of a humble servant who gave himself for us, that we could have life. And all of life, we express our praise and thanks to you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.